This week on the Baseline Podcast, Josh and I are covering a whole range of sport topics, all the way from college football video game, all the way to college football playoff, and then even talking about the crazy Major League Baseball uniforms and the top 10 players on our list. All that and so much more coming up on the Baseline Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Baseline Podcast. I'm Ben. That's Josh. And we are back on a very slow, boring week of sports. And not even an all-star game could get me excited to be pumped up for watching sports. I had to I had to watch other shows, not sports, because we mm. can't just have one good thing, Josh. W- one good thing for an all-star game. Just one good thing. <laughs> Just one so thing, man. Yeah. I think we only had three fouls. We had a record. Uh, I think yeah. that he scored over a hundred and a half, which is the first time that's happened. I think there's a record for three pointers made. 211 Just, points. Ridiculous. Yeah, 211 total points. I think 211, 186 was the final score. Did not watch a single second of it. And based on all the commentary that I heard about it the next day, it seems like everybody's so ready bad, to recognize man. that NBA All-Star Weekend's not fun anymore. It, 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 is is it? Are we at the point now where we can finally agree that MLB All Star Weekend is the best All Star Weekend? Like it is as simple as it now? is with just the home run derby and like the I guess the celebrity softball game before. And then but at the least that's entertaining, game. though. Like at least that's entertaining. I, yeah, people. Too I don't know. I, I guess Josh. To be honest with you, I, I think my frustration is is that I just saw even videos not of like 1990s, but even like 2012, 2013. They showed oh, as this, recent they, as like when we were in yeah, college and high they, school. Yeah, they should they showed skill competition and how the circle is now like freaking Antarctica, and the circle back when we were in high school was like literally the size of the basketball. Like even <laughs> the little things like that. It's like these are professional athletes, the best in the world, and. Like no one, okay, nothing against you know Mac McClung. Like no, no, nothing against these guys, but we want to see LeBron James. We want to see the the guys that that we all know would just make a dunk contest, right? Where are the Michael Jordans? The you know some of these guys that you know should be in the in these kind of events in the All Star Game. Josh, I don't know about you. I've watched. I remember seeing the highlights this week of, from like 1995, and you saw dudes getting clotheslined midair. Like, like I want to bring that that kind of defense back. You know? I even I even saw a photo of uh, that resurfaced of LeBron trying to block a Kobe Bryant dunk and failing at it, but still, it's like, oh, look at the defensive effort. At least just yeah. as recently as LeBron Kobe days. Do Do you think? Uh, I'll, well, well, we won't dread on this, but do you do you think that we will we are now going to see a change? in mentality or do you think it's a long lost cause and that we're there's no way we can get back to it i don't i don't i don't actually know how to fix it i don't i mean it it's ultimately depends on the players and what they're yeah. willing to give uh, as far as like the actual game itself goes you still got stars over there but it's just becoming much much more relaxed and uncompetitive i guess yeah. and not real basketball i don't know how to fix it i mean unless you do incentive kind of like the mlb does or used to do i don't think they still do it um, the mlb incentive was that the league that won got home field yeah, advantage like all-star game and why i don't love you do that. that yeah why don't you do that why don't you say hey this could give you that extra game game seven at home in the nba finals if you guys just you know try a little harder right and i and maybe I, again I, I know that seems really weird but i, I don't know yeah, the other thing that I think it really worked with the MLB, the reason why it did work is because you had representatives from every team, so yeah. everybody had a quote-unquote a dog in the fight to play if their team was going to be the, in the World Series. Which I agree that that's what contributing the, to that the NBA, home field, yeah. I always felt like the NBA should be like at least one dude from each team. Like I, I know it's like 32 teams, what, 15 and what? 15 and 15 or whatever it is, something like that. There's 15, I think, in each conference. Yeah. If you got a team that has two or three of the best players in yeah. that conference, what do you do? Yeah, that's the thing. And again, that's the do you expand the rosters or whatever you do. But anyways, uh, dunk contest was okay. I mean, he dunked over Shaq, but we've seen that how many times, <laughs> Josh? How bring many times? Out, bring out random bring seven out a, footer yeah, and jump like, over them. I'm like, great. I mean, he was white, so that's cool, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, the, you don't see that the very Eric often. Gordon or Aaron Gordon, uh, Zach Levine dunk that was, contest. That I was, think unreal, was the last dude. good one that, that was we're so see over good, there man. too. Like the spinning mascot to me, that dunk still is just. The fact he timed that to grab it with the behind his back is just. And both of those guys are like solid basketball players. I don't think any of them are perennial all stars, but they're obviously yeah, but like, got that athleticism and their names that we want to see. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting G League dudes. Like I don't want to see G League dunk contest. Right. <laughs> Give me guys, but anyways, Josh, 
That's enough of that. But was your week? That's good? enough basketball talk was for it, was a your podcast good, titled after a basketball I, term. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Was your week good, Josh? Though. My week was good. Uh, enjoyed a lot of uh, spending time with buddies over the last weekend, and then uh, yesterday and today, uh, another loaded slate too of more important things to do. Got my car fixed. Uh, oh, knocking important. this out. Got to get workout in after this. Getting some sushi later, so it's going to be a heck oh, of a day. Sushi and a workout. What a what a Josh combination right there. <laughs> Phenomenal. Hey, you know what? We uh, our my football season's right around the corner, Josh. We start. We have a preseason training camp in March, and then we start season in April, man. It's like, mm. right, we're going to have to recap some games. <laughs> I don't know if that's against we're the We're going to have to recap some games, and I know that's going to, like, obviously distract uh, our football audience from what's going on at the NFL Combine and draft prep, too, so. <laughs> because, obviously, we totally are right every time we do that. But uh, I know Josh had some fun topics to talk about, because it is a low week in sports. There's not a lot going on. Again, we could spend time talking about different things, but Josh and I really thought, hey, there's some topics that I think need to be discussed. <laughs> they need to be addressed. And Josh, <laughs> why don't you lead into it, my man? Yeah, I, I think these are going to be way more fun than talking about whether or not the Browns should restructure Nick Chubb's contract or cut him loose entirely. <laughs> they should. The, we're um, just reaching for content at this point. Same with DeAndre Hopkins over with the Titans. But yes, the MLB uh, spring oh games are underway. I was actually yes. watching the Dodgers and the Padres yesterday. But the biggest noise so far has been the new Fanatics jerseys yeah. and how <laughs> m- cheaply made they are. Are, how see-through they so are, uh, how much you can see underneath jerseys, and this is when they're not even wet and sweaty. So <sighs> they're also forty dollars more online, one hundred seventy-five for these bad boys. Whereas before, when Nike was the exclusive, I guess manufacturer, they were one thirty-four uh, before that, and then even back in the majestic days, Ben, those were a hundred bucks. Yeah. So it just seems like as the jerseys continue to go down in quality, they get more expensive. I hope fans are smart enough to not buy these, but it sounds yeah. like the players. All of them hate him, according to Trey Turner. And the only ones that have been defending them or speaking highly of them are all Nike-sponsored athletes because Nike, I guess, collabed with Fanatics on this. But they, I, we can all see, Ben. We're not stupid. We don't, we don't need Mike Trout and Jason Hayward to tell us how great they are. We can yeah, see. They're, they've it, definitely downgraded. If I can see like people posting about how like they can see their favorite players like junk, like that's just not... Like, that's not what I want to, I don't want to watch a game and like, that's, that's what's happening. Right. Like it, to me, it's just mind boggling how, you know, everyone was like, I had so many people like when I was in college, they'd be like, Oh, the jerseys, the old jerseys were terrible, dude. I'm like, dude, the old jerseys. Yeah. They were thick. Yeah. They were like weird and sleeveless with like t-shirts underneath, but you know what? They never had see-through material. They didn't rip easy. Right. Like they were just durable jerseys. Right. And I miss those days because now you might as well just give them a t-shirt. Like I honestly believe now that's what we are right now. Like just like give them a t-shirt. t-shirt. Like 10, 10 and under traveling team this, t-shirt jerseys. This reminds me of when the NBA went to the sleeve jerseys. Like this is literally what this reminds me of. <laughs> but like in worse quality and when the short, the pants are so see-through. Like what happens if like all these dudes, it's like a rainy game and they're sweating. It's just, it's not going to be, it's just not going to be good. Like we're going to put PG-13. It's going to be PG-13. They're going to be, they're going to be cropping in on only the, you know, the shoulder and the head. That's well, hey, that be might be to too show. much, man. Might be too much. You never know. And even that it's, might be you're right. But it, it is wild to me though. Like, and also like none of the hats are really good looking. Like the, none of the, they're nothing that looks great. Like I, I I'm think, not like, uh, yeah, I mean, spring great. training hats are always kind of more basic, but the Texas Rangers ones with the baby blue look sweet. The Reds leave the Cleveland though to have the terrible. worst one. No, the Reds have the terrible dude. The Reds just have a, the name same red as always. No cool design, like nothing like fancy. We're just like, hey, let's go basic again. Come on. Mm. Again, we do have a basic logo, so I really shouldn't be talking. But yeah, and we already have the worst logo in the league, so not a whole lot you can do about that. <laughs> the Ohio just has to cap it off, you know. It is. It is wild. It's capping off. Yeah. Well, I mean, the um, Reds and Reds and Guardians play each other though. Coming up, you know, I think it's today. Actually, I think. I think it's the first game today. Yeah, I think so. But they, they share okay. the same complex, so it's not like they're yeah. traveling. And also, the Reds, uh, I guess, using a pig to practice tagging, which is just weird. Using a pig. They use like this stuffed pig as like the catcher tagging tool, and I'm like, Reds, yeah. you're making yourself look so unathletic. And that's what you've. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm venting over baseball because I thought it was exciting to have baseball back, and then all it's been is just chaos. Not What fun. I hate is how most of the photos that the Cleveland Indians Instagram has been posting 
have been players that I don't even recognize. So I'm just like, we're literally triple A in the pros this year is like what the approach seems to be outside of Jose Ramirez and Josh Naylor, I guess. And if our pitching staff is fully healthy, that's going to be dominant as always. Still got Bieber in the building. Still got Tristan McKenzie. Gavin Williams was solid last year. Tanner Bybee was solid. We brought Carlos Carrasco back on a minor league deal. Maybe we can get a little bit of magic out of him, but really it's just the pitching staff needs to stay healthy. It it could be a real dominant force. And we're going to need that with the lack of hitting that we got. I kind of I kind of realized with the Reds that I have this really funny feeling, and I don't know why I have this feeling that some reason Vado is going to end up back in the clubhouse somehow. And I just I'm just hoping that it's because he has veteran leadership and you want him there. I don't want it to be like we're going to play him every day because I I know Vado thinks he can play, but I mean the man's hit like two ten the last two years, so I'm yes. just saying I have this funny feeling in my head. But uh, yeah. So baseball jerseys terrible. That's what we've summed baseball up. Baseball jerseys today. are terrible. Rob Rob Manfred said there's been no more research done on any jersey than these. He and, insisted. That's what he told us. Rob Manfred said he's retiring in 2029. Dude, you you waited way too long. <laughs> and also, why are you telling us five years in advance? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um, two teams could be added on though. Yes, uh, in Nashville. My opinion. Nashville. In my opinion, we don't even have enough talent in the league to field all 32 teams that I think true. we got, so adding on two more is wild. Nashville but would be I cool, do, though. I do love Nashville, a growing city, not only in the country, or I, I mean in the country, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing city in the country. They got the Preds. They got the Titans. They don't have any basketball or baseball yet, though. They have a I minor league they, team. I think they have a minor league team. Maybe minor league, but it still ain't the same. And maybe they can be sponsored by Crane and Company. Like I think that would be just cool, just like the Crane and Company baseball. The Daily Wire like, it's like logo. Savannah, it's like, like the Savannah Bananas. The te- like Cleveland's like got the Marathon logo. Yeah. San Diego's got the <laughs> just, Motorola logo, and then they got Daily the, Wire. the DW. And they would yeah. be hated out of the rim. Um, oh, but, you yeah. know, they would just be tossed. They'd be like, you're not even out of the league. Um, and I've always believed that the next team should go to Montana. I think the the, the final team should go to Montana. Billings, Montana. <laughs> The Billings Buckies. That's what we should call them. <laughs> uh, I feel like you could fill one in, like in that uh, Montreal. I mean, t- Tennessee's already getting one, not Montreal, but in that like Virginia, North Carolina, South yeah, Carolina that'd be area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just like a nice stretch right there down the Atlantic coast <laughs> nice that doesn't stretch. even have any baseball team. And it's that's crazy because you can Josh play baseball does. in those states year round. Josh is like, listen, this is a nice stretch of land that we need to have a baseball team. I mean, we can even start up in West Virginia, West Virginia, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. Josh is thinking about his summer road trips. This is what Josh is thinking is summer road trips down to Florida. (laughs) You're right. If I wanted to go down, I could only stop in Georgia to watch baseball. If I was on my way to Florida, I could only make one stop. And you would skip and you would skip Tropicana Field. You would just skip down there and go to Miami. Go down to Miami Marlins, right? Yes. Because nobody Tampa nobody Bay. can find Tropicana at St. Pete <laughs> the way the traffic is and stuff. They, they get to Tampa and they're like, wait, where's it at? I can't Where find is this it. place? <laughs> it's not even on my, my Google Maps. Where is that's why none of the fans come, guys. There's no one there. Yeah. Oh, this show's oh, gonna man. be fun today. Oh, we got uh, a lot more controversy to talk about in baseball though. Oh, man. yes. Yes, we do. MLB Network has been dropping so their annoying. top 100 players just as like NFL Network drops their Which we've been sharing on our story. We've been sharing on our we story. Have. Yep. So everybody that's been following us on Instagram now is fully aware of the top 10 list. I'm going to go ahead and read it off here because the most controversial rating off of it was probably Shohei Otani at four. Yes. Now, that's Shohei Otani in 2024 only as a hitter. He won't be pitching this year. So I think there's a little bit of merit to that. But the top 10 list, starting at number 10, Julio Rodriguez, Garrett Cole, Jordan Alvarez, Juan Soto, Corey Seager, Freddie Freeman, Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, Ronald Acuna. Yeah. Now, the greatest thing about ranking players for the 2024 season only is that you can project a little bit, and nobody can argue against a projection agreed. because it hasn't happened yet. Yes, agree. And I think there's, while Julio Rodriguez has had a couple solid seasons start off his career, I think they're really projecting a big-time boom if he's yeah. going to be up yeah, to 10. Yeah. Garrett Cole is pro- arguably the best pitcher in the league, and this is, I think, a token pitcher for them in the top 10 because you got to have at least one. Well, you right? have to. You can't not have a token picture, pitcher. You just have to. <laughs> Yeah, and then you got a mix of like the big names, the five tool guys, the power hitters up here, 
Um, but the three above Otani, Judge, Betts, Acuna, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see where you rank these guys. But Shohei yeah. Otani at four. Let's just start right there. Yeah. Is that too low? Because obviously Shohei Otani as a pitcher and a hitter, yeah. being top five in the league at both of those, yeah. makes him the best pitch, mm-hmm. best player in mm-hmm. baseball. Yeah. But Shohei is just a hitter, hitting yeah. about 300 with 40 home runs, 100 RBIs. Is that enough to still say, yes, he's number one without any fielding or any defensive uh, uh, additions? I, I struggle with putting him at one, okay? And and it's not that I don't think Shohei is the best. I think when he's pitching, he's the best player in baseball because I've said this on the show since Josh and I started together. I've said Shohei is the best player because you can't beat a guy that plays both ways. You, you just can't. You can't. And he's not just average at both. He's, he's No, he's very best. good. Yes, yes. I just think that the fact that he doesn't field right? He's not on the field. He doesn't affect the game in that way. Now, do I think he's not a, do I think he's number four? I think he's more like two or three because I think his bat is just, like, he hits lefties and righties. Like people forget he's not a switch hitter. He's not a guy that's only going to hit right. Like this dude can, I've seen him clobber home runs off of lefties. and I've seen him clobber home runs off of righties, right? Like he's a guy that I think is especially in that lineup. I'm looking also looking at lineup, right? You stick him between Mookie and, and, and Freddie. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to walk Mookie and then pitch to Shohei? Or are you going to walk Shohei, pitch to Freddie? So for me, I think, to me, he's more of a top three. I think he's a top three player, if not top two. Um, and, and I think part of the reason is, is that he's he's just such an elite bat. But again, I can't put him at one because I think Acuna is, is the model of the MLB right now, right? He's a guy that has speed, can field, can, can run, uh, sorry, can run field and, you know, hit at the ball, hit the ball. But again, we're talking Otani without pitching. He's definitely top three, but definitely not number one. Definitely had his best season at the plate last year. He's coming off. So 44 home runs, 44 (laughs) home runs led the league over there in the American league, uh, on base percentage four twelve. Slugging percentage, 654. Um, OPS, 1.066. These are all leading the leagues. Uh, OPS plus, 184. Total bases, 325. Yeah. So it's an incredible season Mm -hmm. that he had. Uh, And then I'm going to bring up, since you brought up walks, like he's going to have to face a lot more pitches. He was intentionally walked 21 times last year. When you got Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Otani, Max Muncy, uh, all these guys in this order. You you can't afford to put any guys on base no. for any of them. So I think he's going to get a lot more shots. But, yeah, Shohei Otani is also not number one in my list either. I'm not going to say where I got him yet. I'm going to go ahead and start off at number 10, Ben. Yes, go ahead. My number 10, and I had a couple guys that I was flirting with. I thought maybe Fernando Tatis coming back fully healthy and off of yeah, a, the suspension. Because that guy's – people forget – He's a he led freak. the league, I think, in home runs one season already. Yeah. And he's one he's of those like five tool-ish guys, too. Yeah. I've thought about Bo Bichette because there's not too many guys in the league that got more hits than him, but I don't know if he's going to come out with that pop in his bat ever, and I think yeah. he's only going to be contact at best. Uh, Corbin Carroll, rookie season. Stunt. Is he going to explode in year two, or is he going to take a little uh, like back it's always, seat? It's a always bit, sketchy a sophomore to get put, slump. Yes, yeah, it's, it's sketchy tough. to put a soft sophomore up there. It's very. Sketchy. And there's my guy Jose Ramirez, who I really, really, really <laughs> wanted to put in here, but I I had an honest conversation my, with myself, and I said all of these guys in this list are guys that I would take over Jose Ramirez today. Yeah. So starting off at number ten, I got Juan Soto. He was higher in the MLB Network's list, but I'm putting him at 10 just because we've seen a couple down seasons by his standard lately, but I think I'm going to go ahead and put him in the top 10 because lefties in Yankee Stadium with that little league fence out there, they enjoy it. Ask Aaron Judge. Dude hits opposite over there. Anthony Rizzo loves it. Mark Teixeira loved it when he was over there. Juan Soto is going to love it. I think you're going to see a boom in production similarly to what Otani is going to face. He's not... He's gonna have a lot of guys around him that are gonna yep. protect him, and you can't just intentionally walk Soto when you gotta face, you know, Judge and all these other guys over there. So yep. one Soto to me at number ten. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you. Or I was flirting with a lot of guys. Um, you know, Julio Rodriguez. I was flirting with right again. Like he's had good years, and they're they're in this projection that they're projecting. He's he's gonna make a huge jump now. Do I think he's going to make that big of a jump? I don't know. Another guy I thought of is Bobby Witt Jr. Like I, he just signed a big contract. A dude that again, it's in KC, right? He's not going to get. Again, it's not like a team where he's going to have a lot of guys around him. That's a guy I was thinking of. Um, 
Corbin Carroll, that was another guy. But again, I'm not a guy. I do not put sophomores unless you're a freak in my top 10. Like I just, I, I can't trust it. Baseball is different than football or basketball. Like you, you have to be some freak of an athlete, a freak of a hitter or whatever it is to just keep it going. Um, Trey Turner was also one guy that I, I thought, mm-hmm. Hey man, he's, he's, he is. I mean, he's probably right there at the end of the list. I'll be honest with you. Julio Rodriguez is not in my top 10. I'll just be 100% with you. I, I, I to me, I, I, He's like that next tier, like 11, 12, 13 kind I of guy. I think all these guys that we named are definitely in that 11 to 20. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to say number 10 for me is Bryce Harper. Uh, I think Bryce Harper, he's going to move to first base, at least they're saying for the most part of the year. I, I don't know if it's 100% certain. Yeah, it seems like permanently at first base. No and more I, think, outfield. I think what this does is this keeps him healthy, right? Like the, most of his injuries came from from either, you know, going after balls or kind of these where he's, you know, his legs are getting beat up, right? Whatever it is. I think being at first base in Philly, which we know how much he loves pulling the ball in Philly. And that place is also fun to hit at for lefties. And um, I just think Bryce Harper, he could have one of those years where he's dropping, you know, 40 home runs. And we're seeing the, I hate to say vintage because he's not that old, but you know, the vintage vintage Bryce Bryce Harper in, in Washington where he's, He's unloading moonshots. So I think Bryce Harper for me at, at number 10. I'm going to go ahead and uh, follow you up with my number nine, which is also Bryce Harper. Ah, yeah, I like it. For a lot of the same reasons that you said. I, I almost didn't put him in here just because of health. Yeah. But we've seen him get a little more healthy, especially yeah. last season with being at first base. And in the postseason, I, there's not too many more guys da- more yeah. dangerous than Bryce there's in the not. playoffs. That's He's a guy you don't watch want to be too. <laughs> so, yeah, fun to watch. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see how he'll, uh, I guess, make the, not the adjustment to first base because he's already been there, but how much of an impact that'll have on his health. Yeah. Uh, another guy that's not going to be on my list because of health is Mike Trout. I think a full yeah, that was Mike one same for me. Yeah, but same. it's just like the last. I don't four know what I'm getting. He's been playing less and less games. He hit like 260 last year. It's just. Yeah. I hope I hope Mike. We haven't seen the last of Mike Trout because that guy was putting on like Ken Griffey Jr. Willie Mays type stats. Is it, isn't it funny? Floor. Isn't it funny how both him and Ken Griffey hit about the same age where they started getting injuries, yeah. and then we we never got. To, like, if you think about it, what if we would have saw Ken Griffey healthy the whole time when he was in Cincinnati? Dude, this we're dude's number. Run King. We're talking we're 800, home run 800, King. 800 home runs. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the pace he was going, and he was a freak at every part For of the sure. game. Welcome to turf. <laughs> That's what I tell people. <laughs> it could be welcome to turf. It could be secret steroids. Some people say, but I don't think it was. Dude, yo, I think it he was, was just a rail, age. Dude. He was yeah. so skinny most of his career. Most of his career, Sweet absolutely, story. yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to Harper. Yeah, I got him at nine. It could be higher if we had a, yeah. a guaranteed 160, 150 games from him, but I'm going to keep him at nine uh, just because I'm unsure about the health. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, I'm going to kind of – we're, it's kind of, I feel like we're flip-flopping a lot, but I'm going to go Juan Soto. Uh, I, I don't think he's a top seven player right now. Um, I To me, Juan Soto is one of those guys that I feel like it's like every other year. Maybe you get what I'm saying. Like I feel like it's every other year with him. Like He has a really good year, and then the next year it's like, well, it, something's missing, right? Um, and I know you were hoping the Guardians would have picked him up a, you know, whatever a year ago it was or a year and a half ago or whatever it was. Really did. Um I think I agree with what you said and that the left porch or the, sorry, the right field porch, I think is just, that's asking for Juan Soto to hit like 35 bombs, right? Like uh, the only fear I have with Juan Soto is, will he stay healthy? And, you know, how healthy does the Yankees lineup stay? Because I believe that if Judge is injured and Stan's not healthy and some of these dudes are not healthy, then you can pitch around Soto, right? And so, to me, I think that's where you're that where you got to play a little bit of, um, hey, let's make sure he stays healthy and, and everyone else does too. Probably my funnest uh, fact about Juan Soto is that he's younger than Edley Rouchman still. That is that is nuts. <laughs> that is mind boggling. It is. It's kind of like Bryce Harper. Well, you always thought he was old, and then he's like 31. He's played for 14 years or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Ridiculous. So for me. Four through eight were the hardest to rank. I think you could argue a different order. We're going to see some flip-flopping here in this, but I imagine we're going to have a lot of the same names. Yeah. Eight is Corey Seager. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I wanted to put him up higher, Mm -hmm. but I think all the guys above him have better power. Um, I know 
that Corey has also had his. Uh, Are we saying there's his, no pitcher in your top ten? Oh yeah, if you want a spoiler, there's no pitcher in my top ten. I did not put a token pitcher in my oh. top ten. Oh, 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 but okay. Corey is at eight. I decided, even though he led the league in doubles last year and yeah. was absolutely unstoppable in the playoffs. There's the health concerns again, but yeah. if I could guarantee, you know, 150 games out of Corey Seager, I mean, this is a guy that's won rookie of the year, four-time all-star, yeah. three-time silver slugger, two-time world series MVP already. I got him at eight because of health, but you could definitely argue way higher. Yeah. Love Corey yeah. Seager. For me at eight. Okay. This is not a token pitcher. This is just me being a pitcher. And I, and I, I know how hard it is to be a, a, a pitcher. And especially I think a very, a, a really good one. Strider, Spencer Strider was a guy that came up, but I'm like, nah, he's still too young. He hasn't really experienced anything, but I'm gonna have to stick with Garrett Cole. Like if I look at the, the landscape of pitchers right now, Verlander's never healthy. Scherzer might not be healthy. I mean, how many of these dudes are like injured, right? Like we don't have like a stud outside of Garrett Cole. It's healthy. You know, I would, love to put, another one that's I would like, love, I would love to put, yeah. Garrett, I would love to put uh Hunter green, but obviously, you know, he's way <laughs> off, but no, I, I think Garrett Cole at eight, I, I think what he can do for that Yankees rotation, he can be that, you know, that bolster head and, and you don't have, you don't really have a lot of issues with his injury, you know, history. So for me, I just think you, I, I believe that uh, there is a, because I took out Julio Rodriguez, I had to put something, someone in there, and I felt like, to me, he is a top eight player in in Major League. If you take away Otani's pitching, obviously. Eric Cole led the league last year in innings, shutouts, starts, man. and ERA. So very solid. I won't argue it. I just felt like I would much rather have all these <laughs> other hitters. I get you. I got you. I got you. Number seven. This is a guy that did not make it on the MLB's top ten list. Yeah. Ooh. ooh but we, I think, we jump I think they missed one. I think they missed one. Mm-hmm. Matt Olson. Yeah, that was one I was I was flirting with that one. I, I Matt Olson, yeah. and I've been mentioning health for a reason that not many of these guys have been ranked higher. Matt Olson has played 162 He's so games healthy, dude. each of the last year, two years, yeah. and three times in his career already. And he last year in the National League. Last year in the National League, 54 bombs, 139 RBIs lead National League. 604 slugging percentage also led the National League. The dude can hit, and they're paying him much less than they would have Freddie Freeman, who I still think is a better player, but I don't think they're missing Freddie too much when you can plug in Matt Olson, have a huge first baseman that's solid at defense, a big target that you can throw to, and then just also an incredible hitter at the plate. I He's got two gold gloves so far. He's a two-time All-Star, a silver slugger already. I think that after, if he does one more season of what he's been doing in Atlanta this year, he's finally going to get the respect he deserves. So Matt Olson for me over here at number seven. Yeah, seven for me. Uh, I will say the, the and I think two of them, I'll have a shocker, but um, seven for me, I, I kind of tossed between two guys. And um, and the guy I kind of I ended up with um, was Corey Seager. Um, I, I just... It's really hard because I feel like Corey has been one of those guys that he's very consistent, yet he still scares me as a as a, as a baseball. I don't know why. He just I feel like he's there's times where he's on fire, man, and like this dude can just hit and hit and hit. And there's other times where I'm like he kind of disappears at times. So for me though, I, I think when he's on, and we saw it in the postseason, we saw it, you know throughout the year last year, like he is a top ten player in in Major League Baseball. And for me, Corey Seager fits the bill um, defensively as well. Hmm. All right, we are at number six now. Yes. I got Jordan Alvarez. Ooh, nice one. Mm. Only 114 games last year, so the totals were down. 31 homers, 97 RBIs. He's a stud, dude. <laughs> to hit 293, but yes, a stud. And the other thing, while I don't have the health, I know that I'm going to get pop in the playoffs yes. because Jordan hits tanks in the playoffs. So Smooth swing, too. Yes, Smooth swings, been a rookie of the year. Uh, has been a top three finalist in MVPs. A two-time and he's an older guy too. Isn't he like 30 26, already? 26. Yeah, he's 26. I felt like he was older. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he this he's going into his sixth season now. And so, he's only he didn't play, he played sparingly, I think, up to what, three years ago, four years ago, he started playing more. 2021 season is when he played yeah. 144 yeah, games. Yeah. Before that, he was limited. Yeah. yeah. So that was it was a it's still relatively new that he's been a staple in that Houston Astros lineup. But yeah, Jordan Alvarez. 
out here at six. We used eight. to we used to say Jose Altuve in this spot. <laughs> Once upon a time. And number six for me is also Jordan Alvarez. We agreed. Josh and I agreed. We can we can stop so we it got here. One. <laughs> we got one. We can stop it now. We're good. We're good. Uh, no, uh, Jordan Alvarez. I mean, he is. Um, yeah, he's just he's fun. I actually enjoy watching him play, man. Like he's just really fun to watch. Swing the bat. Um, again, I. I think he's one of those guys that I think he's kind of a sneaky good player. If that makes sense, like no one talks about him. I think a lot. Like we talk about him, we don't really brag about him. And I think he's a guy that needs to be bragged about because he's a he's a really good player. Mm-hmm. Number five. Oh, this one about to shock people. Potentially controversial. A little <laughs> lower than I think most people would put. Aaron Judge. Stop it! No. Are, you are, Aaron Judge are, are we seriously well? doing this too? <laughs> Two in a row. Aaron Judge five. Yes, Two in I a row? am. I, I I can't. All right, you give your reason because I'll okay. I don't want to spoil your reasoning. Go go. go I go. mean, at his best, Aaron Judge is probably the most dangerous power hitter in the league because he's already led the league in home runs twice: fifty-two one season, sixty-two another, with it, which is the AL record, by the way. But you look in between there; he's played one hundred twelve games, one hundred two games, twenty-eight games, just like one hundred six games Stanton. last year. <laughs> yes. And I could have even had him lower because of that. But because of the max potential he does show and the great glove he has in right field. Center field, actually. He he might play some center this year. Might play some center. Okay. Well, at least in right field. I know the fence only goes up to about knee high for him, being as big (laughs) as he is and how low that fence is. Still a great defender out there, which I do value to an extent. It's not, I don't value defense as much as most of these MLB stat guys do, but Aaron Judge has been an MVP, a home run derby champ, a three-time silver slugger, rookie there, a five-time all-star. The guy can play. I just wish I could see him play more. Yeah. So for those reasons, at five. I hope he doesn't turn into a Mike Trout situation. Yeah. But... It, is it is it funny how when a guy wins the home run derby in baseball we put it as an accomplishment and when anybody wins like a dunk contest in NBA we're just like yeah. uh. <laughs> it's because we know in the MLB he went against seven of the best power hitters in the league it exactly was, it was by Point. merit exactly um, this is very funny because people don't realize I think if you're new like listening Josh and I never agree on these lists all right like it's a rarity very that, we, that we come in the same mind space but I was thinking the exact same thing as you and the main thing was injury like I, I've said this whole time like injury to me is what scares me from some of these players um, and for me like Aaron Judge can get you 60 home runs but what happens if he doesn't play we saw what happened with the Yankees like they just kind of all folded so to me I just think uh, he's he's if he changes it this year, then yeah, he's a top two player, top three player. But for me right now, he's a top five player. As much, and I know that strikeouts are going up in the league and stuff, and yeah. people don't really care about him as much, but he's only had one season where he had more hits than strikeouts. Yeah. Which is... I watched I watch the Cleveland Indians in the playoffs a few years back just routinely strike him out every time he came up with breaking balls. I think it's because he hits moonshots so people forget about it. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 helps a lot. Six foot eight, two hundred seventy pounds. Like when you hit a lot of bombs, people don't really care if you're striking. They're like, oh, those are just outs at the end of the day. Have you ever thought about if it was a ground out or a fly out or a strikeout? Thought what it would have been like to face him in high school. Like you're just like a little short pitcher, you know, a kid that from like middle of nowhere, and you're just like throwing like fastballs. High school Aaron Judge popping it. No, it seems like Aaron Judge just got to the league too. Maybe it's maybe I'm just old and time's flown by. We are old. He's 31. He's as old as Bryce Harper. (laughs) It feels like we've been watching Bryce a little longer than Judge. That is true. That is true. Wow. Three in a row? Three in a row? (laughs) Number four, Freddie Freeman. Yes. I'm taking... Sorry, I was looking at my list. Yeah, sorry, I was looking at my list. I couldn't couldn't find my list. Yes. Freddie Freeman, number four for me. Three in a row. (laughs) Three in a row. I touched on Freddie earlier. I yes. think I'm still, t- I'm obviously still taking him ahead of Matt Olson. Um, Matt Olson brings he's the power, player, but Freddie brings the he's consistency. So and he's also on the field a lot. Uh, 159 games, 159 games, 161 games are his last three seasons. He's a great Probably dude. very hard to let, hate on Freddie Freeman. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, led the league in doubles last year. He's led the league in doubles four times throughout his career. He's led the league in hits a few times throughout his career. He's led the league in runs several times throughout his career. And Which that's like impressive. a two or three hitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very impressive. Um, batting average 331 last year, uh, lifetime 301. Uh, he gets on base. He's like the new version of Joey Votto. He's like the new version of Joey Votto. That is very true. 
That's pretty much what he is. Without, I don't know how many uh, walks he has compared to Joey Votto. Uh, I mean, I can read him right here. I don't know if these are high numbers, like 72, 84, no, 85. Votto is always over 100, easily. Always over 100? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freddie, I mean, he's been doing it for, this is going on year 15 for him, and he's going to turn 34, I think, this year. And, yeah. and he, started, he started earlier than Votto, because Votto didn't start till he was like 24. Okay. Like yeah, Freddie, Freddie made his debut when he was 20. Yeah, so... Yeah, but he. But every time I watch him, doesn't he remind you of Joey Votto? Like the way he approaches the plate, the way he play, kind of has a goofy, fun personality. Like just reminds me of a newer version. It's like yeah. a new car upgrade, right? So it's like a little ah, bit, just a little bit yeah. different. Yeah, seven-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger. He's won a Gold Glove, so he can he's flashes the leather over there. Has been an MVP. Um, just like Votto, just consistent, just consistent. Can do can do so many things very well in this game, and so I'm going to have him at four. On my list. Yeah, I'm going to have him at four as well. I, again, I'm going to just call him this year mini Joey Votto. He's going to be the new Joey Votto. That's pretty <laughs> much what he is. No, I, I like guys like him. That's why I love Joey Votto, because he's a guy that can field. He's a guy that's going to be consistently on outside of you know Joey Votto's last few years, consistently on the field. He's going to hit with power if you need him to, but he's ultimately just going to be a great contact hitter. He's going to get on base, and he's a great leader. And I think for me, also in the top five, you need to be a great leader. You need to be a clubhouse guy. Um, you need to be a guy that guys look up at to look up at. And uh, for me, Freddie Freeman checks those boxes, and I think just makes him, uh, I think, one of the best players in baseball. Mm. This is where I All think right. we're going to differ. We're going to differ on this one. I, I have a feeling. We could. You already said you got. You'd put Shohei at two or three, and I'm going to go ahead and say that I have Otani at three. Yeah, we're not going to agree on that. Oh wait. Okay. No, no, we're not. No, we're not agreeing. Nope. We're not. Agreeing. Okay. I think you could argue for Shohei to be one as only a hitter. I just yeah. would like to see some yeah. defense, but also as a hitter. Um, like we already mentioned, he's going to have a lot of guys around him, so he's going to have to be pitched to a lot more. It's going to be interesting seeing that yeah. from that perspective. He hasn't had that many he, at-bats. <laughs> and he only has to focus on hitting. He has yes. to dedicate no time to pitching. Which is going to be scary. Much less. Which yes. is going to be scary. <laughs> so you could easily project Shohei one or two, but I got two guys man. that I think bring a little more to the table than just hitting. And also I think you got to keep in mind, the way that we saw him hit last year is the first time that we've really seen him hit at that level, honestly. Yeah. Before that, I mean, we've seen him hit 46 home runs, 34 home runs, and 44 last year. Uh, the RBIs have never been more than 100 in a season. The last or the first time he hit 300 was last year. So, yeah. I mean, there's he's he's been progressing, but that is also still the first time that we've seen him hit like that. But yeah. there's all the arguments for why it could be better. Yeah, I so <laughs> I'm putting him at three, but I wouldn't argue if you put him at two. Well, I don't think I'd put him at one though. <laughs> I really wanted to put these two guys like tied for a second, um, but we don't believe in ties on this show. You don't have a participation trophy, all right? You win or you lose, <laughs> okay? Um, and for me, I I have Mookie at three. I just, and I don't know why necessarily. Like it sounds terrible. I don't know why, um, but I, I for me, I just think they're like Mookie is great at at wherever you put him. Like he plays second base, he can play outfield. He's great all around. Again, it comes down to the margins, and it's almost like the – does this make sense? The fear of facing Shohei? I don't know if that makes sense, if that's even a quality to have. But I, I to me, it's, it's splitting hairs. I think Shohei, obviously, I, I think gives you a little bit different uh, a style of hitter. I think Mookie, who, by the way, has a lot of power for a guy that's like, what, 5'10"? Like, he's not a big dude. He's a little dude. Yeah. He's a leadoff and, hitter. Um, he also – yeah. So, for me – I. It's really tough. I could put it either way. Again, I think with Mookie, yes, he gives you the 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 base running ability. He gives you the outfield ability. Um, but again, I just I go back to my adage of I believe Shohei's the best player in baseball, and it's really hard for me to just keep seeping him down just because he's not pitching. And I, uh, I ultimately think the projection of what Shohei can be this year, I think, gives him maybe a little bit more of an edge on what Mookie already is and what he might be. But again, Mookie's getting older. Again, what's his health going to be like as well? So for me, it's very close, but Mookie at three. Yeah, I mean, just coming down to fear, uh, Mookie hit 307, Shohei hit 304 last year. Uh, Mookie hit 39 homers. I believe Shohei was, was 44. Shohei 100 RBIs. Mookie bets 107, so it's very even. That's what I'm saying. But, hairs. <laughs> but... We are going to get Mookie's glove, and he's a six-time yeah. gold glove winner. He can play second base, yep. and he can play outfield. He can run the bases very well. So I have him at two for those reasons. Got the five-tool aspect, I yeah, love 100%. it. 
So you you kind of already mentioned Mookie, why you put him at three, and I mean those are a lot of the reasons why I got him at two, to be honest. Yeah. The other thing with Mookie, and this is also something I'm excited to see with Shohei, is we're finally going to get to see Shohei play in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Knock on wood, if you're a Dodgers fan. Oh, I would you, love you it. Spent too to much, be honest, you spent to be too honest, much money. I, as a Reds fan, I would totally love it if they missed the playoffs. I, you spent so too much, much money. You better be in the playoffs. You brought Glasnow over. You brought Yamamoto over. You brought Otani over. That's the guy I'm excited to see. We're going to get to see Shohei in the playoffs. We saw Mookie go 0 for 11, I think, last year in the playoffs, and 1 for 11. Yeah. I don't like mm. that. Mm. I don't like that, especially when I argued for a lot of these guys to be higher than some others because of playoff uh, stats, which is why Mookie may not be my one also, yeah. but I haven't gotten to see show in the playoffs, but I'm excited no, to see that. No, again, I, I dude, to me, it's not like, and again, I obviously I've already shared why I have Shohei at two because Shohei is at two for me. Again, like you said, and that's the hard part, man, is like, I feel like when you talk, I'm just like, man, maybe I should switch it. But no, I, I, I think that's that's how close it is with these two. Like they're they're very not similar, but they're very like the the way that they're valued is very similar. Right. And again, we haven't seen Shohei play in the playoffs. Like we don't know what he's gonna be like in the playoffs, but I've seen him in the World Baseball Classic. He struck mm-hmm. out he struck out Mike Trout in the biggest out of of what they needed, right? So I've seen what he does at a level that, by the way, World Baseball Classic, there was a lot of people there. In some cases, would say as many people as would be at a World Series. So for me, Shohei has proven at an international stage what it means to be at the top. Now, let's see what happens when you put him in the playoffs and you say, hey, go get us that hit. All right. And then when he pitches in the next year, hey, go get us that win when we need you. So for me, and again, I would not, I know they say he won't pitch until 2025, but if you make the playoffs, I'm just saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I, again, I'm just saying this because it will have been over a year. The whole timetable would have already been done. I'm just saying they, they haven't said this, but I wouldn't be shocked if they're trying to save him until it absolutely is needed in the playoffs. But again, Shohei mm-hmm. for me at two. So I think that means we got the same number one. Maybe. I mean, I could have Ellie De La Cruz. You never know. <laughs> uh, Number one for me is Ronald Acuna Jr. Yes, you're you're correct. That that is exactly who I have. <laughs> last year, last year I got to Dude, see Ronald Acuna do exactly what I always thought he was capable of doing as a five tool guy. <laughs> led the National League in just about every stat. Led the National League in runs. He led in hits. Stolen base was seventy three. That's the most we've seen in a while. Since Juan uh, Pierre, I think Juan Pierre. Maybe I don't know. I think that was his name. Maybe. One Pierre Ichiro or Billy Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, OPS plus of 168. His war was 8.4. Total bases 383. And he was the National League MVP. This guy has always been able, had this potential in him. And I think he fully realized it last year. And I mean, the rule changes helped with the stolen bases, obviously. But we saw a little more pop in his bat with the 41 home runs. And it wouldn't shock me if he went ahead and did this again because this Braves team's still loaded. Yeah. I, no, I agree. I think the crazy part about him is is that his fielding, I even think, got better. Like I think everything in his game got better. That's probably the biggest knock on his which, game right now is his glove. Which but it's I gotten better. Sucks, I think it's gotten but, better. Yeah. No, I think I think if you put him on the Reds or any other team, the Guardians or whoever it would be, like he'd be the best one of the best fielders, if not the best fielder in the outfield. Right? It's just the fact that I think everyone stares at his bat and is like, dude, this dude can hit. You know, they're, they're comparing him to Ken Griffey or Willie Mays. And it's like, stop comparing him, dude. The dude's a freak. Yeah. He's he's a separate world. Like, no one's seen. I mean, everyone's like, well, he steals bases like Ricky Henderson. Yeah, but Ricky Henderson wasn't hitting 35 bombs, right? Well, he's like Ken Griffey Jr. It's like, well, he's a righty, so he's not, right? Like, <laughs> like there's so many things about him that make him so unique. And I think that's what's really fun for me to watch is I get to see kind of like his – He's just fun to watch. Like I've never seen him live in person, but I'm sure it's it's an incredible thing to see. I'm just more fascinated. What will be greater, the amount of errors he has this year or the amount of chains he wears this year? Because I'm pretty sure the guy wears 85 chains on his neck, which has to weigh him down. And like, still I, has blazing down. speed to steal 70 bags. What, dude. Okay, I played baseball, and I and to me, it just seems so annoying to have like all this metal jangling. So counterproductive. So yeah. ridiculous. Uh, he had again, 10 errors last year, so he would need 11 chains. Which, to be honest, he might already be there, to be honest with you. <laughs> It'll be close. but I think, Josh, the next time he does bodybuilding, mm-hmm. he just needs to wear chains like while he's posing. <laughs> it's just wearing chains. Just wear chains? Yeah. Just, that won't be a distraction. <laughs> just wear some bling. Some bling right. bling. 
<laughs> so we were in agreement on one. We flip flopped we two and three. We we're agreement on four, four five, five, six, six, I believe. Yep. yep. And then we had kind of the same guys, seven to ten, except you had Garrett Cole in there and I had Matt Olson. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. We we, we were, were actually, a lot more. We were a lot growing. more on pace than what I thought we'd be. Josh, we're growing. To, we're growing in this show. We are becoming one minded. <laughs> we're becoming one mind. Yeah. We. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to be saying the same thing and then we're going to need to like intentionally be like a Skip Bayless so that we actually have some disagreements. True. So, so true. Or a Man, mad top dog. 10. Or mad dog. Yeah. But I imagine some people are going to argue for Jose Ramirez. Some people are going to argue for Tatis, Trout, Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez does There's not deserve to be in the top 10 yet. I'm sorry. That just drives me nuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's played in the league for two years. Like, <laughs> anyways. Ugh. Definitely. I would love to hear in the comment section. Yes. Which ranking you disagree with the most. Agreed. And if we missed anybody. The thing is, though, I feel like if they disagree, they're going to really pick part because we were so close. They're going to really like Nick pick the little things. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also not necessarily married to the set in stone. Like I said, I would hear an argument and even That's like true. be like, oh, yeah, I could see you putting this guy higher or this guy lower. Aaron Judge at five, I think, is going to be lower than most. But I think a I lot of people, reasons. a lot of people, will be very upset about the Aaron Judge one. I can just see it now. Like, Josh, Ben, what are you doing? It's like, okay, show me evidence that that man's going to be healthy, 160 games, and I will be more than happy to move him up. Here's the other thing that I just find fascinating about this MLB season. So your list in particular had yeah. three Yankees, yes, and three Dodgers. Correct. Six of the top ten players are on two teams. And then both of them probably won't make the World Series because that's what happens in baseball. Because <laughs> that's how it works. Yep. <laughs> the Dodgers choke. <laughs> Man. Yeah. And then in mine, I got like the Matt Olson with the two, and then the two Braves. So that's yeah. like eight of the top 10. And, or no, I'd be seven with mine because I don't have Cole. But split among three teams is crazy. Yeah. Nuts. We got some loaded rosters this year. That is true. I know there's some other things, Josh, that were on your mind in, uh, during the week. That you oh, yeah. Share. So besides baseball, I think we got some yes. fun things or some th- fun things to, to whine about as far as college football goes. Oh, the fun joy of whining about college football. What's new? Yes. And losing college football as we know it, it becoming more like a minor league NFL. It's going to be the, it's, it's the March Madness is what's going to be coming. That's what it is. But be like a let's just start with uh, how they're going to do the 12 team from 2024 to 26. They announced that the format will be a 5-7. Why? So before they were thinking six, the six best conference champions with the Pac-12. Now with the Pac-12 just like being a, can't, yeah, dissolving, dissolving, dying, how, whatever word you want to use to describe <laughs> it, doesn't exist anymore. Now they decided that the top five seeds will be the five highest seeded conference champions. Okay. Which fascinates me because so weird. That means that you have the Big Ten, the SEC, the Big Twelve, the ACC, and then the American, the Sun Belt. Like what the the Mountain West? I guess Mount West might be that fifth. I guess Mount West would probably be the one that ends up getting it. I'm just thinking of like some of the conference champions that could be from G five, like Tulane. I imagine Tulane could have a five seed. Liberty could have a Sun Belt. Is Liberty in a conference? I think they might have yeah. been independent at one point too. Yeah, but I thought they're in the their conference now because they're in like Coastal Carolina's conference. I thought, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, let me see if I can find that here real quick. Because I can't. Remember. I mean, that'd be another one. Let's see if I have a conference affiliation here. I know in basketball they're in the Sun Belt. I think I'm okay. pretty sure in basketball they're in the Sun Belt. I don't what know conference if that's is Liberty. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's all the way through. Okay, uh, Fox, or at least Google, is giving me a Conference USA. Yeah, that makes sense. Actually, that one makes sense. I don't think it is. I don't know if it's for basketball. I just know it's for. I know football. They were different. I just can't remember what. Okay. So, but even then, Conference USA, like, dude, it's just wild. We're gonna give Liberty. We're gonna give Tulane a top five seed in the playoffs. But. Then you're gonna play. Okay, no offense to these places. All right, I've I've heard Liberty's stadium is awesome. The atmosphere. You're gonna tell me an SEC school is gonna pull up to a to Liberty for a playoff game? Like, that will be a home game. The top four get the bye. That fifth. That's what I'm saying. Playoff game. Yep. It's so weird to me. 
Like mm-hmm. it's we could see LSU at Liberty in the playoffs. Like again, I think it's awesome that these other teams are getting a chance. I think it's cool that these non-power fives are getting a chance to to you know to be in the playoff. I think it's awesome. But come on, you're gonna tell me that like a sixth ranked like team that wasn't a conference champion is just gonna have to now go on the road and then annihilate someone at their own place, right? Like I don't know. It, there's a lot of well, this. that. That's the point that I was just gonna bring up. Like it's most like, likely confusing. in the playoff poll. Liberty, without any auto bids being included, would finish. They weren't even top ten in no. the poll last year, right? No, they'd be like tw- they'd be in the late teens, maybe late teens? late teens. So they're going to finish the regular season ranked like sixteen, and then get bumped up to five because they won exactly. their conference and beat Western Kentucky. And you're going to skip over all these other teams that are, no offense, probably more well deserving to be in the playoff. Correct. Like for Florida, for instance, Florida might be seven and five and ranked number 18. In the we country. could have at the end of the season, a one versus two Georgia versus LSU as well. Exactly. And one of them that wins will get that one seed. And the other one is going to have to fall to at least six. <laughs> it's crazy, why, man. Why can't they ruin Why do they have to ruin something that was so good and wholesome? This is this is the part that fascinates me, though. Notre Dame, if they ever get back to what their fans believe they could be and they go undefeated 12-0, and 0, the highest seed they can possibly be in the playoff poll is a six. Which, you know what, to be honest with you, makes me so happy. I finally, kind of like that. Because, because this, is the, like, go this to is the incentive league. that could force Notre Dame to go to a conference. To a the conference. best they can ever be in the playoff is a six. Like, they're basically saying, screw you, we've given you an opportunity. Yep. <laughs> and you screwed it over. Join a conference. <laughs> That to be honest, so, that that might be the best news that came out of this is the fact that Notre this, Dame is going to be. Screwed. Yes, this is also good that they did that because Notre Dame does not have a conference championship game to play, so they and, will play. Notre Dame's just greedy; like they just <laughs> want the money that they get from these deals. Like they don't. It's not it has nothing to do with like it's either that or they're scared because they should be in the Big Ten. They should be in the Big Ten like a long time ago. ago. Just makes way too much sense, but. 12 game regular season, they would not have a conference championship and they could get a bye if they were one of those top five or top four seeds. So by this point, a team could have already played 14 games if they lost a conference championship game and then had to go play a road playoff game. That's 14 games for them already. Notre Dame's just chilling here fresh at 12. So I like that, that it kind of offsets that, that they don't play a conference championship game, that they at least have to play that first round in the playoffs. Yeah, which I like. Uh, Again, this whole thing, man, it's just it's it's weird. Again, it's maybe it's kind of like the I know I was very against the college football playoff when it first came out when I was in high school, and I, I, it was also weird for me that first time. I felt like really weird and like gross. I was like, this is just wrong. Until you saw Ohio State win the first one, and you're like, yes, we of wouldn't course. even bet the national Duh. championship under the BCS Duh. era. I uh, love college football playoffs. <laughs> of course, undisputed now, anybody can win. And the media sold you on that lie, that narrative, and now they've expanded it to 12 teams because anybody can win a championship, Ben. We are going to let 12 teams, yes, the high whether big anybody. or small, have a shot on an equal playing field. <laughs> I had to do it. This is just one of those things where it's like, what what's going to happen in a, like 80 years when like, you know, People are looking back at this time in college football and going, "What the heck were they thinking? Like, what were they gonna, thinking? <laughs> like, what are they doing? Like, you know, you know, in sixty years, it's going to go back to like the BCS format, and they're going to be like, "Why did they ever get away from this? Like, you know, like you know, that's what's going to happen. This is going to be like we're going to be our yeah. we're going to be like ninety years old and be like still doing the podcast, by the way, um, and uh, <laughs> struggling to understand what's going on because Josh and I will be sitting in our nursing home together." Doing the podcast, I th- I think uh, Josh Pate on Late Kick articulates how I feel the best. I struggle to bring the words how I feel about college football and why I don't like the playoff, but he explains it perfectly. I'm like, yes, everything he says. I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> that's how I feel. I've never been able to word it that way. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for college football content in the off season, not any better places to go than Late Kick. Hold up, we know you were sneaking this one in. Someone else on this show ended up on Josh uh, Pate's show. Do you want to explain your uh, on your uh, little uh, excursion into media fame? Yes, uh, Josh will do uh, the Late Kick Extra podcast. He calls it where he does like a mailbag Q and A yeah. on Twitter. He'll say send all your questions, and there's hundreds of submissions. So unless you ans- you ask a really good one, or you're very early on. Good luck ever getting on the show. But 
I just tweeted out. Josh just waits by his phone. One day. He waits by his phone. He's like, all right. I got the tweet now. notifications on my phone for Josh. Yes. <laughs> but I asked which transfer quarterbacks will make the biggest impact on their new teams in 2024. Now, it did not make the Late Kick Extra podcast episode, but it made the next one. He had a couple leftover questions they wanted to fill some time in on. And he took the opportunity to put my face up on the big screen, said he loved the name Josh. I don't have any idea why. And proceeded That's to name so off cool. Dylan Gabriel at Oregon, uh, Will Howard That's at Ohio so cool. State, Cam Ward at Miami, Riley Leonard at Notre Dame. How do you and feel, I think Josh? Grayson, and I think Grayson McCall at uh, NC State were the five that he gave me. How do, how do you feel, Josh? Do you feel like a connection now? A little bit. He's replied back to me on Twitter a couple times, but I never made it on the show in so front now, of everybody else. So now basically you're going to be like his sub co-host like you're gonna be like when he's out you're gonna be like hey josh come uh, fill in for i me. could be uh unless bradley the associate wants to like make a case for why it should be him i i think i can make a, a great fill-in for one day uh, i agree i agree and i'm totally for this and when he posted this i was like kind of in awe and so i went to try to figure out which episode it was could you tell like the date it was so that maybe if people are listening they want to go see it what i think it was like february 7th if i'm correct i think it was february 7th one or 17th. Could be 17th. Let me go ahead and pull up the late kick YouTube. Because I cannot remember, to be honest with you, because I just remember seeing the post and I don't remember the actual. I hadn't even listened to the episode yet when I first heard about it first. Someone else that was listening live uh, from Bellevue, actually, um, somebody that I didn't know found me on Twitter and just, just sent me a random DM and said, hey, I hope this isn't weird, but I heard Bellevue, Ohio on late kick tonight and saw it was you. And told me that like we made it, yeah. So let's see. Um, because I tried to look for it, and I don't think I actually ended up finding it because I I ran out of time to look for it. But okay, uh, let me see. What 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 is today's date? The today is the twenty third as we're recording this. Okay, so everyone can understand that we record like two days before it actually comes out, <laughs> so that they don't get on my case for why it's not out right away. I'm trying to see if he made it like a, a mini video. I don't think like he did because I looked for that. I think it's in like the longer stretch ones. I just didn't have okay. time to like go through. But anyways. Okay, so I'll go ahead and look up the the live episodes here and see if I can find the one that I played. And if he finds it, maybe Josh can like repost it on our uh, on our Link Instagram. Link it on the Instagram yeah, story. So that way people can go watch it and see Josh and his, and his fame. Um, but as that's going on, I I, I do want to. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, you guys are yeah, going to tune in. I, I can't find it right now. Yeah, so I don't Josh will find it. Yes, Josh will find these. it, and then and then once he finds it, he can then link it on the Instagram story, and and you'll be able to see it. But Josh, that's not the only crazy things going on in college football. I know you had some other things that that popped up before you know we finished the show today. What was yeah. the other thing that happened? You know, there's another thing that kind of popped up out of nowhere. No one really. We are getting a lot of info about the NCAA uh, football video game. <laughs> and we I know can't... that. Uh, oh, it's we know that fun. the players will get six hundred dollars plus a copy of the game That's for crazy. opting in. People like Travis Hunter, Shador Sanders, have already said they'll be in the game, which is cool. Um, to know that some of the biggest superstars. I feel like everyone will, though, don't you? Like, I feel like no one's going to opt out because well, of the money. This is what I was getting at. That's two of the biggest superstars, probably two of the biggest NIL. Uh, and they're like, athletes I just want to be in the in game. It. And they just want to be in it, right? But then you got people like Mike Florio over at Pro Football Talk and Hawes Facet over at On Three saying that this is taking advantage of kids, giving them only six hundred dollars to be in the game. And it's like, okay, but how many guys in college football actually bring value to the game? How many people are buying that game to play with them specifically? There's maybe five to ten guys in college football like that have that kind of effect on the game. And instead of paying everybody based on like estimated value, I think this flat fee for everybody is the fairest it's way smart. to go about it. It's smart, but it's also like I'm not getting the game. I'm not going to like I hope someone's not getting paid two thousand uh, dollars for a guy that's a third string. Maybe makes the roster every so often, you know, like right. you know what I'm saying, like I, I to me. It's awesome to see that the players are getting paid, but it, you know what's even more awesome is like what you said. The top guys at Ohio State's doing it already. They've come out and said it. They don't care about the money. This has been a dream for these guys since they were five yep. to be in a game. And the fact that you can be a third string quarterback at, let's say, FAMU, 
right? Or at Texas State, you could be a third string quarterback and you get to be in in a video game. And you get Think to about make it is. $600 Think about this. to be in the game. Look at, me, look at Madden. The guys that are in the CFL, they don't get to make it. The guys that are in the European Football League, they don't get to make it. You literally could be at a very bad school and you get to be in a college football video game. And I'm sorry, I grew up on college football. I would, I told, I quoted this in Facebook. I said, you don't have to pay me a dime. Just put me mm-hmm. in the game and give me a copy and I'm all good to go. <laughs> well, if you ever did have anyone that was too selfish and didn't want to be in the game because 600 wasn't enough, I did see that you cannot create a player and name them after a player that did not opt in. That is that is fascinating. So, so let's just say like Quinn Ewers, for example. Quinn yeah, Ewers so does like not punishment. opt in. You cannot create a player, name him Quinn Ewers, and put him on Texas. The game will not let you do that. Which I think is smart because it's basically not punishing the players, but in a way it is. It's saying like, okay, you didn't want you it. You can't so. even be in as a created player. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird though, because what if there's a player that, I don't know how that works, but like, what if there's a guy, like your name is after the Your guy. name is a guy in college yeah. football that opted out. Yeah. Like something generic, like let's just say Jeremiah Smith. Yeah. There's gotta be more Jeremiah Smiths out there, right? Exactly. Which is weird. But I know, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. The only thing that's frustrating is that, you know, I have a gaming laptop and I have an old PS4. I'm like, dude, if I want to get this game, I got to go buy a freaking new you have console. To go, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I have no console right now at all. Yes. And the thing is, I could go and get used ones, but I'm in Europe. Like, I don't tr- I don't really trust the market of used consoles here. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so my wife's like, hey, you tutor. So I'm going to, like, put aside some money every month. Like, this is my <laughs> getting right. closer. She's like, is the game really that important? And I'm like... Listen, I've waited 10 years, 10 years to have a college football game. I've waited about 12 years to have a college basketball game. I don't know if I'll get the college basketball game, but, you know, the college football game, I remember like playing that game like every single day I came home from school and I still miss that game so much because it was just it's different than Madden. People, what's different than that for Madden? You know, I had friends ask that. I'm like, because in Madden, it's such a generic feeling like, okay, we know these guys. It's fun. It's, it's really fun to be able to go play with Texas state or, you know, some team from the mountain West and go win a national title and create a dynasty. Like to me, that is so much fun to just go do that. I will say, I will say freshman year at Cedarville, what really uh, united our hall and St. Clair upper back was the fact that my roommate had an Xbox 360 and had the NCAA 13. Yeah. The first several weeks of the semester, we were all playing the game. Had your own team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all had our teams that we would play with too. And most of the time I was Michigan because Denard Robinson was the quarterback and I loved having a Michael Vick-ish quarterback. Yep. I would always play so annoying too. Like I would be the team that would kill the clock, have final scores that would finish like 21 to 13. Meanwhile, other kids are scoring touchdowns like every 60 seconds and having final scores of like 67 to 55. So, and then you got to play me and you're lucky to hit 20. The question over under, let's just say this on a scale of one to 10, Josh. What is the odds that Josh purchases a Xbox or a PlayStation just for this game? Let me look up how much PS5s are right now. I looked up on my what is it on my end and yeah, it's going to take a few months. You got 449 at GameStop. The Xboxes are actually cheaper by the way and they're more reliable according to my brother who bought a Xbox like a year ago. See, everybody has Xbox and I grew up on PlayStation. I know, well see, I grew up on both. I started Wii Xbox, PlayStation. What's even the newest Xbox? The one? Xbox no, it's Xbox um Series X? X. Series X, I think it Jeez. is. Series X, okay. That's how far away removed I am from consoles, I know. Man. I don't even weird. know what the newest Xbox is. <laughs> Xbox Series X, let's see. 449 on sale from 500. But it's like a one of those that like comes with a pack of like a game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure you can get it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Probably could get lower, yeah. So the, so the thing is... Josh, that's now answer the question. Do you do you think that there is a part of you that will just literally buy a new console just for that one game and hope they come out with like a basketball game in the future? Yeah, it's tough to say, right? Because right now I'm I'm in like live like I'm poor mode, trying to save up for a house, and I don't know if I can justify five hundred for a console plus another 50 or 60 for the game and i can't just have one game right i gotta go and get like oh, yeah, MLB the show i gotta go get mlb the show too so i mean we're looking at like 600 bucks and unless i i mean i i do have the opportunity to work 
extra overtime if I just want to one oh, day we, like we go in, Josh, yeah. work 12 hours a time and a half and that day alone could pay for it maybe I, um what are what are the are we putting it at like a plus 200 money line that I do it yeah. or a plus yeah, 400 yeah. or something like that yeah yeah um I would definitely say that it's in the pluses because I'm leaning towards a no I will give a I'd put plus 300 odds on it look this is the way I put it I'm married all right. And it's and it's like an extra like it's I've got to have a reason like why I like because this is my thing. Like if I get it, I know what's going to happen is I'll play the game and then like there'll be that moment where I'm like kind of done with the game for a while. And then I'm just like, well, I just bought this brand new piece. That's of the other hardware. thing. Yes. And like the thing is, I'll, my gaming laptop, I'm on it a lot because I have games that are more casual games. I don't have to like sit and and play all the time it kind of goes in the background right and i can just kind of mm-hmm. hang out or whatever watch stuff or whatever but like with a playstation or an xbox like you like the game that itself is something that you have to control the speed of whereas a lot of the games you play on the computer it's kind of simulation it's kind of does its own thing and and i don't really play call of duty i don't play those games so for me it's like that's the value but anyways all yeah, i've never been that, a gamer like i have to justify basically spending six hundred dollars exactly. to play a game this is my thing though if like if i'm like just save the money and it naturally becomes saved up enough to where i can buy it and i'm not using that money for anything else then i'm like okay then i see the like okay i haven't wasted anything or any extra opportunities you know that sort of thing and even then i'm just like <laughs> uh, yeah. so but anyways that is what josh and i are thinking about because we're adults now um and we're, we're adults not- now and i also like buying other things too like ammo and gu- i'd hope to get another gun someday but josh shoots guns um uh sorry. that'd be about the same as a as a console <laughs> that is true actually ammo is about the same as a console um anyways josh anything on your mind the rest of the time or we uh we call it an episode i think we can call it an episode it was a good one there is a plan for next week, hopefully, Josh. Hopefully. There's a plan. It's been a while since we've had a guest. I think yes. we're going to have a guest some point in the next month. Yes. What? Maybe, possibly, maybe, hopefully, a few. But for sure, there's one in the works. I will not release the name because I know what happens. Every time I t- say the name, it never happens. Yes. So I will say it's someone that <laughs> if you are a Cedarville person, you will recognize. That's what I'll say. If you are a Cedarville person, you will recognize that person. I think. Well, I, I, maybe I shouldn't say Cedarville because if you're like older, if you graduated age, like in the same year I did or ahead, you might not. not. But I will say it's someone that, and also it's someone that's not in America. Um, hmm. that so that'll be down. fun. That narrows it down. Actually, no one, still no one will know. Um, <laughs> that's besides the point. Uh, anyways, I hope you guys love today's episode. I know it's a little different, but hey, Josh and I had fun. You can kind of tell we were just joking with each other and jabbing because that's what we do here. We like to have fun. But uh, if you've loved watching and listening, especially watching on YouTube, go ahead and click that thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Let us know that you're loving this. Comment below whose list was better, what did you agree with, what you disagreed with, why Ben and Josh are crazy for putting Aaron Judge at five. That's fine. You can do that. We <laughs> won't judge you. Maybe a little, but we won't judge you. Um, and if you've loved listening on Spotify, go ahead and let us know by sharing that with friends and family. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram. Again, Josh will be posting kind of the couple of things that he got to be a part of on Instagram. So pay attention to our story and all that. So hope you guys have a great weekend. Spend time with family and friends. Make it count. And until next time, we'll see ya.